or uh, substantive. Yeah. But uh, that was my guitar. That was your guitar. Did you just bump into it? I did. Hello and welcome to the Better the Bookshelf podcast, episode 31. In this episode, we are talking about the last year of books that we have read and not a specific book. I'm Ryan, and with me is my good buddy and fellow host, Jacob. Yes. Welcome to the Better the Bookshelf podcast, our little book club, book cult, book something or other. It's the extravaganza episode, the one, one year, year, the 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 uh, uno año celebración, <laughs> uh, if you will. I don't know if that that's probably We'll awful. go with it. No, no, it's fine. Uh, even even we'll try, try it. it there. Yeah. So obviously a non-traditional episode uh, yeah. this uh this time around. But I think a fun little episode because, you know, since our last episode, and I know you kind of sent me our little printout of where we put everything, and I'd forgotten some of the things uh yeah. some of the spots and I was surprised by some of the books that we had uh put where they were, but it's just, you know, it just got me thinking the last few weeks about kind of everything that we've read up until this point and just the the whole year in general and just I I, I still remember uh you know a few times um a few weeks ago my dad and stepmom were in town, my cousin was getting married. Yeah. And so we were talking about podcast stuff and they she my stepmom had mentioned a book that you know we had we'd kind of read before previously and it's one of those things like, Oh yeah, I remember this. And we just, we just like got into it and started yeah, talking about yeah. all this. Stuff. I was like, Oh yeah, you should listen to the podcast on this because we just break it down sort of everything. And, and it's crazy. Um, you know, it's crazy from my standpoint, like I said, I think very early on in this that I was never, I, you know, since I was a, a, a wee little kid and maybe the accelerated reader program, I've never been a big sort of consumer of fiction. Uh, yeah. at least, nowhere near to the extent of, uh, give or take the 30 books, you know, we've had some different, some different collections and things in there, but for the most part fiction, you know, in the last year. And so it's, it's, it's a fun little retrospective to kind of look back and to kind of even look forward, which I think we'll spend some time today doing as well, just talking about our plans for the future of this and maybe opening up some, some of our ideas for the selection process behind what books we're going to be choosing, or perhaps, you know, maybe, some of the limitations that we've had previously with the books that we've had to choose and, and our sort of thought about how we're going to get around that and maybe sort of open up the things that we can kind of uh, dive into going yeah. forward. So fun little episode and it's great because there's no, uh, there's no required reading for this one. Yeah. Except for everything. Obviously you, yeah, you have, you have to have read 30, books. everything from the previous uh, or you, you were legally obligated to turn it off like at this, at this current moment in time right now. And if you're still with and us, if you're still with us, <laughs> you're a good listener. Yes, uh, so or yeah, a bad listener. You, I don't know. It's one of the other. You haven't had to to read all of our all of our thirty books uh, or any of our thirty books to to hang out with us this episode for sure because it is going to kind of be a retrospective of you know not only what we have read but just kind of the the process of trying to get us engaged more in reading and kind of what we what we thought about that and and so on and so forth. But I was kind of thinking about our normal intro. Like, you know, we kind of have our shtick that we do every everything. And uh then we always get to like the author bios and I wondered if maybe we shouldn't just like say something about who we are as people outside of this podcast. 
Because We're getting very personal here. Well, no, because I I think that my blood type is O negative. Yeah, that's maybe a little bit too specific. But let me let me I'm explain. Aquarius. Let, let me explain because with an Aries Moon. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Anybody out there that knows what that means knows what it means, and they can respect that. And for everyone who doesn't know what it means, well, oh well, they can just be confused with me. Yeah. So. One of the things that we talked about when we started this this podcast was that um, a lot of people who we encounter in the podcast space when it comes to books tend to take a very like serious approach to things, and we kind of wanted more of sort of a an ordinary approach to talking about books. And mm-hmm. you know, we definitely get philosophical, and you know, we we throw out you know sometimes. Uh, literary conversations, but by and large, we're trying to be approachable. And, you know, that's because neither of us are like, you know, great literary minds. Uh, We're, you know, not publishers, we're not editors. Uh, I work in business and, you know, live a pretty normal existence. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly just driven from a a common fascination with, with storytelling or, or just experience with storytelling on a personal level or just in, in reading and things of that nature. I think that's the one, at least for me personally, because yeah, I don't have a, you know, I, I don't have a, a literary background. I, I really, you know, my, my experiences within literature and English at a educational level, whether it's, you know, high school and the college, I was never, I was never too terribly passionate uh, about the process behind uh, literature, the history of it, or any of this other sort of um, detail, yeah, that beyond just the what you're what you're reading and what you're consuming and how that story is told and how it affects you. And so, I've always kind of felt uh, such a such a stronger connection to the aspects of storytelling more so than the aspects of writing or. Um, just creating this this sort of product to yeah. be to be uh, to be consumed, and so yeah, I mean that's the process that I think if you've listened, you know, up until this point for the last year, you've hopefully got that that feeling. And if you're someone that's of that same mindset, that first and foremost you want to you want to take in a story that's interesting. It you know it it may not be you know it, it may be on kind of this long spectrum of emotions or feelings or details or plot or anything of that. But the, the biggest thing for me is finding something that engages me in some, some sort of primordial emotional or entertaining level. And yeah, everything that I think about the things that we read kind of stems from that. And, you know, it can get, it can get a little bit more detailed. Like if it's, if, if I'm talking about, well, the, the conversation, the way that these characters talk and I'm using this because the last episode, a lot of the storytelling was done through character conversation. And so it would be, I would be remiss to not at least pay some attention to that and talk about those elements beyond just, well, saying the story was good. I liked it because of this, that, and the other. And I give it two and a half stars. (laughs) By the way, we're moving to a star rating now. We're not. Um, No. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we speak for the, uh, for the, the common, you know, reader, or at least maybe just a, just a hair above that in terms of a, 
digesting and processing and thinking of that because I'm sure there are people that just read for the sake of like, I want to be entertained. If it's entertaining, great. If it's not entertaining, it doesn't matter what it kind of is trying to say. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy it and I'm just going to put it away. So, but, but I think, you know, and, and what I hope that we've been able to achieve through the podcast in some way, and what I hope to continue to do going forward is that the, when when you when you think about books when you when you read books and you have a response to those things you don't have to own the um all of the vocabulary that quote unquote book people you know might throw out there in other podcasts or in a you know in a more like formalized discussion around books that normal people like you and I Jacob can get together and and um, have a podcast that is just about normal people talking about books and sort of discover and and throw ideas off of each other and you know we we've had episodes where like my uh, appreciation for a book has developed just based on our conversation sure you know, I, I came into a few episodes where I'm like yeah, this book was kind of shit. And then we got to talking about it and I started saying kind of things that I was thinking inside out loud. And then I was like, actually that, that kind of works. Like, you know, well, yeah, certainly. I think there, there are only a few books that I've come in here pretty much locked in on an idea of what I thought about it and, and stayed throughout. And those have either been ones that were really, really, really obviously good and enjoyable. And maybe those that were not so much, but yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of shifting uh, back and forth, even just talking with you. And and I know that you, you know, you like to put yourself as as one of us common folk, but you kind of have, you have a creative writing background. You have a little bit sure. more insight into the minutia or the detail that goes into this art form, um, at least more so than I do. And I think that that kind of is is a beneficial little counter for me here because there, there are a lot of things stylistically or just um, even, even just in storytelling that I, I think of, but I don't, I I'm not either able to articulate or I'm not really able to, to put it in a box and say, Oh, this is what I mean when I'm talking about yeah. this idea that uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely helpful that you kind of have a background on that as well, but for sure. I mean, coming in here and just talking about books, that is like half of the exercise. I mean, reading yeah. the book is great. Yeah. It's enjoying it, but being able to come in and talk about it and spend this extra time, just sort of like conversing with someone else. It's, it has been, it's, it has allowed my enjoyment or disappointment or anything in between to be just, uh, sort of enhanced in such a way that without, sort of an avenue like this, you know, and I, you know, I've never been prior to this. I've never been one that's like, I should join a book club. Because right. I, I think right. that, I think that conversation surrounding reading with other people's is really going to enhance my <laughs> ability to enjoy or to understand or to just sort of break down and absorb this. I was never like, I was like, eh, I'll just read it. And what I think is what I think. And right. Everything else can be someone else's opinion. But honestly, I mean, it, it does. It, it, it is in incredibly transformed kind of the the way that I approach reading or that I approach sort of thinking about the things that I've read now and it's it's awesome and I'm looking forward to at least another year of it and, and yeah and going on and, and adapting and and changing and maybe delving into to new ideas about the, yes. the books that we're picking and yeah and I can't I can't believe it's been a year um like when you just think about you know wh- what we've done in in that amount of time I mean you know from 
coming up with the idea literally standing in our in our kitchen like or in my kitchen well, your either. kitchen yeah. not our kitchen well uh and uh our kitchen was disgusting back then <laughs> yes it was but you know from going to that to you know having the podcast to you know having read 30 books to support that podcast um is is pretty astounding like you know i i don't think that i would have believed that i could have kept up that that pace of reading for as long as as long as we did and you know read uh just the wild like variety of of stuff that 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 we've read yeah i mean um, even we tried to stay thematic for a little while but even then we were making pretty illogical jumps from book to book it was rough i mean even just going back and looking through the list of all of our books and where they sit on the shelf i'm just like wow it's just yeah. it, it's crazy the the scope of things that we've read from you know modern classics to newer books to just themes and and genres that we've kind of gotten into it's it's crazy it's, yeah it really is it's it's been a whole lot of fun though so I want to I want to go through every single book that we've read and I want to go through like our our like shelves rapid fire. Yeah, I, I want this to be quick, but I want to go in chronological order of okay. episodes so that we and see if anything has changed for you after the fact. Yeah. So like rapid fire uh, episode, the book we read, um, where it is on our on our shelves, respectively, and then kind of quick thoughts, move it up or move it down. Uh, and if there's anything, you know, else notable about it. Okay. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. Number one, episode one way, was way back. Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms. We both have this one on the middle shelf. Yeah. You going to leave it there? Yeah, I'll leave it middle shelf. I think it was a good episode to kick off um, everything, and I. it's not one that I've particularly, it's not an episode that stood out in my mind one way or the other to, to shift up or down. So, yeah, I'll leave it on the middle shelf. Yeah, I think it was it was fine. I, I'm not I'm not going to mess with it. Although in retrospect, the more I read, the more unsettled I get about some of the uh, the gender stuff in that book. So, uh, number two, episode two, all the light we cannot see. Uh, we both had that on the top shelf. Um, like no hesitation when we read that. Did you leave it up there? Uh, yeah, I know. Whenever we we read it. I was I was just blown away by it, and I think it's still a top shelf book. But I know at the time it was, you know, it was we're only two episodes in. I was like, oh, this book's amazing, you know, we're already in. But yeah, still top shelf for me. But I think in having read a few more things, that it falls down a little bit on that top shelf for me. But still okay. a solid top shelf book. Yeah, it's still one of my favorite things I've read. It's definitely top shelf. Uh, episode three, Sound of the Fury, bottom shelf for both of us. I. No issue with that. Still looking back on it, I think I'd like to reread it, but that, that's it. You know what? This is the first one that's going to change for me. Ooh. Uh, I have, in in having read a few more stream of consciousness style books afterwards, I actually do appreciate a lot of what was going on, especially in the Benji chapter of this, this one. So I'm going to bump it up middle shelf. Oh, okay. It's going to shift a little for me. All right. Uh, then episode... I'm gonna, I, you know, I, this is just who I am. I think are going to shift around a little bit. But. Fair enough. Uh, episode four, True Grit. I think it was just a, a good pickup weekend read. I had it on the bottom shelf. You had it on the middle. Uh, yeah, this one's going to shift down again. Kind of in in retrospect of getting more more things, it's going to shift to bottom shelf for me. So fair enough. Uh, episode five, things got a little dicey uh, in this uh, in this next little little thing. I yeah, feel like we were all over the place. Like so, six episodes, we were just yeah. So episode five, so much blue. 
personal favorite, top shelf for yeah, me. Yeah, so, solid still top shelf for me. Uh, I'd have it over all the light now, but yeah, okay, still top shelf. Yeah, same. Uh, then our favorite book, uh, maybe maybe our second favorite book, uh, was yeah. episode six, Asimov's Foundation. We both donated it. We both did donate it. Have you backed off on your hardline approach on Asimov? No, yet? fuck Asimov. I'm still like, no, 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 no. My Well, I wasn't as hard on him to begin with, but it's still a donate for me because I, God knows I haven't thought about that book or even thought of coming close to trying to reread it or anything along those lines. But maybe we were a little bit hard on it first time around. It was the first book that we read on the podcast that we, it just was like, this is not working for us. So I felt like we just threw all of our negative energy yeah, into that book. For sure. So maybe a little bit easier on it, but it's probably still a donate for me. Yeah. All right. So then I had the, a triple play. On episode seven, Hundred Years of Solitude, episode eight, Plot Against America, and episode nine, Espadair Street, I had all of those on top shelf. Okay. You had Hundred Years of Solitude on middle shelf. Yeah. You donated Plot Against America, which I think you regret, and you had Espadair Street also on the top shelf with me. Yeah. How would you reshelf those three books if you would? Uh, Hundred Years, still middle shelf for me. Okay. Very high up, though. Okay even contemplating putting it on the top shelf. Espadare Street was a lot of fun. I like that on the top shelf too. And I would bump plot up to to bottom shelf um, because there were still a lot of issues that I had with that book, but so much of my decision to donate it was just kind of subverted by my own thoughts as to what the book was going to be going into it. So okay. it's a little unfair. I think I've mentioned it on several episodes that I was a little unfair to that book. I think it was the one rating that I would want to change the most. So I'll bump it up to the to the bottom shelf. We'll hold on to it. Okay. You still got my copy somewhere around uh, here? Yeah, you're welcome to take it. No, no, it's, you're good. It's you're chilling, good. chilling right there. You're good. I need to get a new bookshelf anyway. I have I got a new bookshelf like four months ago, and it's already... Dude, uh, notice I'm starting to stack books on, on top of my bookshelf. Gonna, I have books stacked on top of my normal like shelves. Yeah. In I'm going to have to get... I'm either going to have to just like go through and seriously think about what I want to keep and donate, or I could just get another bookshelf. I've, I've already pared a down... A supplementary one. I've pared down my stuff so much yeah. like it's crazy uh so yeah shifts we'll we'll, we'll leave the we'll leave 100 years in espadare and i'll shift up plot one okay i like it i like it uh then episode 10 inherent vice i we both have it on middle shelf i am definitely going to move this down to bottom shelf i think it, in retrospect Interesting. i had a little bit too much fun with this with the weirdness of this book and in retrospect i don't think it was that great of a book i'll leave it on middle shelf okay uh, episode 11 was the sense of an ending. We both had this on top shelf. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I still think fantastic book. Yeah. Again, if you read it, if you read it, part one, part two, then go back and read part one again. I think definitely top shelf. Agreed. Uh, blood Meridian. We were, uh, we were pretty far apart on this one. You had it middle. I donated it. We all know, we all know how I feel. I'm not changing my mind. It's still a donate for me. Yeah. It's still middle shelf for me. I okay. think that there's, I think that there's enough in there that, there are folks that I would recommend it to, and I'd be curious to go back and reread. Okay. Uh, Bluebird, Bluebird was episode 13 by Attica Locke. Um, we both had this on the middle shelf. I'm good leaving it there. Yeah, I like it middle shelf. All right. Uh, I know that she's, not this year, but I guess 2020 when her next book in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, in that sort of series that we, if you listen to the episode, we yeah. kind of left you with the fact that it was sort of setting up for a series. And I think we're getting the next one in 2020. So maybe, maybe interested to read that whenever it comes around. So yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely give it a read, especially just being a East Texas writer. For sure. Uh, she, she knows our old stomping ground. So, uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give her money. Just and for, just we got for that. to, and we got a little bit of a shout out or talk to her on Twitter. So that's, that's true. She that's holds true. a special place in my heart now, for sure. Uh, lost my count. We're on fourteen. Fourteen now. Uh, to the lighthouse. Virginia Wolf. We both had this on bottom shelf. I would even flirt with donating this one. Uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm really close there, but I'm going to keep it on the bottom shelf. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it on bottom shelf. Like okay. I said, it, this book, the this stream of consciousness and beloved and a few others made me appreciate Faulkner a little bit more. But mm-hmm. yeah, still still bottom shelf. I think the the writing and it was still good. I don't know if it's necessarily something that I'm ever eager to go back and reread, though. Fair enough. Uh, then we had uh, David Sedaris, the Let's Explore Diabetes with Owls, bottom shelf for both of us. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. It's entertaining at, at parts, weird at other parts. I think some of his other stuff is frankly better. Yeah, I'd flirt with donating, but I'm going to keep it on the bottom as well. Okay. Uh, and then Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, Young Goodman Brown, and The Devil and Tom Walker, the little trio we did for uh, the yeah. Halloween uh, period. We had that on the bottom shelf. I, for me, it stays. Yeah, bottom shelf. It it rose up a little bit for me just because of the the time period and the kind of eccentricities of it, but yeah, still bottom shelf. Uh, then episodes seventeen and eighteen, uh, we both had on the top shelf. So Stuart O'Nan's The Night Country and Herman Hesse's Steppenwolf, both very solid top shelf books for me. I'm not moving on either. I'm actually going to move Night Country down to middle shelf. Ooh, in retrospect, okay, okay. it was a good book. There was a lot to be. I enjoyed from it, but kind of looking at the other things that have made the top shelf for me since then, uh-huh. and even beforehand, it just kind of sticks out to me as kind of uh, a middle plus book, and maybe not necessarily a top shelf for me. So I'm going to move it down one to the middle shelf. Okay. Steppenwolf, uh, though, love Steppenwolf, and it's ste- yeah. just weird nonsense, but yeah, keep that on top shelf. Okay. Uh, then episode nineteen. This was our uh, this was our award winner that we read fresh off the press. Uh, Milkman by Anna Burns. I had this in the bottom shelf. You had this in donate. Jacob, what are you gonna do? Uh, you know, this is another one that I may have been a little bit too hard on, like with the uh, plot. And I've I've kind of thought a little bit about this one um, going to the bottom shelf, but the fact that I physically did donate this to a half price books yeah. leads me to believe that I'm just going to keep it at donate donate okay. plus. I am actually going to move this one to a donate pile. Okay. In, in, in retrospect, I still think that this is one of the most disjointed narratives that we've read sure. and not in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and I, for the life of me, this is the exactly the kind of thing that frustrates me with like critically acclaimed books is like you have these avant-garde things that are shit to read. Yes. Yeah, and they're like so like oh, it's that just was, so great. And it's really not. I mean, yeah, the big naming protocol was kind of the stylistic choice that drove me nuts reading this whole book. And I just I I couldn't I could not there couldn't make myself go back and try to pick it up to read again. It'd yeah. be rough. Uh, and then episode 20 was A Christmas Carol. You had this on middle shelf, uh, as did I. We both did. It's a fun little story. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, I think the actual written version of it is a little bit more fun than some of the theatrical and or play version. So yeah. I'm going to keep it middle shelf. You know, I think just based on the amount of like cultural, like just... I don't even know. Significance? No, like Impact. just 
No, just the way that we've like taken this story and like applied it to Muppets and you know movies and all sorts the sort of, of moral teachings. Within. Yeah, I'm on principle alone. I'm going to move this down to bottom shelf because I'm I'm kind of tired of Christmas Carol stuff. Okay, so uh, nothing nothing about Dickens himself. <laughs> it's probably unfair, but I'm just sick of the story, so I'm going to move it to bottom shelf. Fair enough. Uh, episode twenty one was a gentleman in Moscow. Still my favorite book we've done. This is if I could get a top plus shelf, this would be the lone sitter on it right now. Well, this is this is this this has yet to be dethroned as my favorite book, and obviously we have a whole another year, so yeah, maybe that'll be the case. But just all around, just so enjoyable. So in depth, everything about it was just fantastic. You know, I was I was thinking of questions I could ask you after we were done with this exercise, and one of them was, "What w- what would be your favorite book?" And yeah, Gentleman in Moscow. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I mean, it's still far and away the most enjoyable book, the most like in depth um, when it comes to like characters. It is the most. Um, like I, I felt like I had more at stake in that book than any other book that we've yeah. read. Like I was just so invested in everything that was and going on from it's, beginning to end. It's one of those things too. Like sometimes it can feel like a cop out whenever a book has a, a happy ending or yeah. a bittersweet ending. It just felt everything, every, this book hit every note perfectly mm-hmm. from the intro to our development of the character, to all the events going on, the conflict within the hotel, our sort of climax and then resolution just hit every every note so well that I just it's it's enjoyable. It's so yeah, good. It's it's fantastic. Uh episode twenty two, uh was it Mikhail Bolgagov? Heart of the Dog. Heart of the Dog. Uh I had that on middle shelf. You had that on bottom shelf. Yeah, staying on bottom for me. It was all right. I think I'm going to bump this down to bottom. Okay. I'm, I'm moving out most of my my middle inventory right I see now. that. You didn't it's, have a lot in... Well, actually, it, you had a good little bit. It's, kind of, bit. it's kind of strange. Things are getting a little more polarized for you. They, they They're either really, moving up or moving down. They really are. Um, and I'm pretty cut and dry when it comes to stuff anyway. So, uh, The Underground Railroad. We both had this on top shelf. I think you, when we did the episode, were flirting with, with middle shelf on that book. I was. Um... See, here's the thing. It's one of those books that I hadn't really thought about a lot after yeah. we read it, and I don't know if that bodes well for it being a top-shelf book because it's not something that immediately pops into my mind for recommendation. Uh, I don't want to move it down because I haven't really thought a lot about this book, and I'm going to just stick with my decision at the time, Okay, uh, having just read it and sort of absorbed everything. So I'll keep it on the top shelf, but it's it's probably closer to the middle than than you know up at the top. It's still a good top shelf book for me. I'm not going to move it, but I would like to point out that I picked this book in part because Colson Whitehead was the keynote speaker at the conference that I went to yeah. in Portland. I didn't go to the keynote. That was the whole point. I know. I didn't go. Good job. Well, so here's here's what happened. The conference starts at 8 a.m. You get 15-minute breaks in between. That day was I think the first day of the conference, the first full day. So I went through eight to five or eight to six. And then we stayed like probably a 30 minute walk away or, you know, a few minute public transit ride. Wife was with me uh, and we were traveling with other people. So I didn't want to like go back to the house, go have dinner and then rush off to this keynote, which started at like fucking eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So we didn't do it. Just didn't go. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is. Yeah. My bad. Uh, so episode 24 was beloved. beloved. We both 
hated this book. This is the only other one that we've both put uh, on the bottom outside of Foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a book that we certainly could have either spent a little bit more time on or maybe even had a second episode for to kind of get in. I think that we really gave lip service to a lot of the stuff on this book. And I think that the, the stylistic and narrative choices just kind of hit us in the face and, and, and did a lot to detract from our ability to really get in and, and do a lot of analysis on the story Mm -hmm. at hand Mm -hmm. being told. I don't know whether that's necessarily fair or not. It's a book that I've certainly flirted with putting back to the bottom shelf. Um, I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to move Beloved up to bottom shelf because, again, I think that this was a book that we probably, had we had another hour, hour and a half to talk about it, probably could have worked myself up to bottom shelf on it. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to leave it on the the bottom shelf. and Bottom shelf or donate? I'm sorry, donate. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I completely agree with everything that you just said. I think that this book would be better in context of some secondary reading, um, you know, both critical analysis of the book itself and obviously just um, sort of contextual reading about uh, that time period and sort of the, the genre that, that Morrison is, is writing in. That being said, and while I, re- I respect the hell out of that, I think that Books should stand alone. And even when they are part of a larger conversation, say about slavery or race or uh, mental health or any of the things that you want to point to in Beloved as, as being important, I think that it's really important that those things, you know, stand alone and apart without a prerequisite like contextual knowledge of, of things. Yeah. And for me, Morrison, I, I think, would be a fantastic study but it is not a good read. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So yeah. I'm going to leave it in the donate pile because, again, I'm approaching this as your your, your average bro, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I've never called myself Just a bro. A and I'm not a bro. I don't know why I said bros. that. I don't know why I said that. Uh, episode 25, Salvage the Bones. We both have this top shelf. Stays there for me. Yeah, this is another one that, again, after the fact, I haven't thought about it a lot. Yeah. Well, I say that. I did mention it. To my uh, stepmom, I was telling her about uh, just this sort of the this one book that we were reading, and it was it just kind of hit you in the face with this kind of backwards poverty that would make you think it was something out of the you know early twentieth century, but yet we're you know a decade and a half removed from Katrina and, and the like. But it's close. But I'll keep it on top shelf as well. Okay. Uh, then we have. The Wasp Factory. This is our second Banks book. Um, I have this on middle shelf. You have this on bottom shelf. I'm actually going to move this down to donate. Ooh. Yeah. I uh, I love Banks as a writer, but... It's not the one for you, huh? After I got done reading this book, at the time, there were some interesting things about it, but after I got done reading the book and just had some time away from it, I just I have nobody that I want to recommend it to. I have no desire to reread it. I don't really intend to to think much about it anymore. And so that kind of fits the criteria of a donate for me. So yeah, we're gonna bump it down to donate. Okay. Uh, episode twenty seven was you're keeping uh, it in middle. Yeah, I'm gonna sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it in middle. Okay. Uh, episode twenty seven was Roth's uh, Everyman. Yeah. Middle shelf still. Yeah, I'll keep it middle. Metal flirting with bottom. 
It was it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave it in the same place, actually. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bump it down to bottom. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. I'm going to bump it down to bottom because I just said okay, which doesn't seem to be a very ringing endorsement. Yeah, no. It's, Man, it's, I feel it's like I'm not. just shifting a ton. A you, ton of things are shifting around, but it's You fine. are, but that's fine. That's, that's, that's what this is about. Growing in, uh, in our literary sense is important. Yeah. So, uh, episode 28 was our episode with Christina Thatcher. Um, so we didn't rate her, her, uh, collection. Yeah. Uh, still recommend your, anybody that yeah. wants to get into, you know, a poetry collection, especially like me, if you're just kind of that level zero reader of getting interested in it, go and pick it up. It's a quick read. You can read a lot of stuff over and over and over. And it's, it was great. I enjoyed yeah. it. I really I actually did. I really enjoyed that episode. Just getting to talk with Christina and. I don't know, just kind of step out of our out of our usual zone. I, I I'm looking forward to doing more stuff like like that in the future. And Christina is like just she's a top shelf person in uh, in in life. So I was very happy to to have her part of the podcast for that episode. And you know she is a fantastic poet uh, and deals with you know some subjects that are are really difficult. And she handles them very well. And and I just I love her her collection. Um. So then we come to episode 29, Kristen Rapinians. You know you want this. The fresh cat in, person. Fresh in, my, fresh in my memory still. It's still yes. a donate for me. Still a donate for you. I'm moving this from bottom to middle. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, please do tell. Uh, I think that this is, this is a book that requires reading a couple times. And... I, I went and reread a couple of the of the stories that I didn't like to try to to try to see some other things. Sure. I think again, like I said early, early in the episode, where you know, we have these conversations and sometimes you think something inside and then you say it out loud, suddenly your opinion changes. And I think as I had the conversation through the podcast and as I as I rethought about some of some of her stuff, I still don't think that she deserves a you know million dollar advance and you know, whatever. I mean, just think I've read better writers for sure, but I think there's yeah. some important shit in here that, you know, needs to be kind of digested. And I think it's topical for, you know, our, our social age. So based on those, on those things, I'm, I'm moving it up. Disgusting. No, that's fine. Uh, I, I know it. it's fine. It's my choice. Yeah, if, no, you don't, it's fine. If, it's your choice. if you don't like it, well, you just don't like it. Uh, it wasn't very threatening. I apologize. I need to work on my, my threats. Uh, okay. Last book that we read, The Big Sleep. Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. I had it middle. You had it bottom, right? Something yeah. Something like that? I had it bottom. You changing it all? No, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm fine it was with just it. A, it was a book. It was fun. I read it. It was, it, was a it, was a, it was a fun little book. It's probably one of our most, uh, you just pick up and read it, and it's not something that requires a great deal of analysis afterwards. It's Yeah. It, it, either, it either hits the notes for you in a sense of what you're looking for as a reader, or it doesn't. And I think we were kind of we were kind of like right on the opposite of that, just on the other side of that line. Okay. So, so since I can't ask you favorite book question, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, it's gentleman in Moscow. Somebody that you genuinely like and you want to give a good recommendation to, but you only have the books in your donate pile, which currently consist of Foundation. Milkman, and you know you want this for you, and Foundation, Blood Meridian, and Beloved for me, which book do you give this person earnestly saying, this is the best book of all the options that I've got for you? Of all the donates? Yes. Uh, 
I guess Milkman. Okay. I guess Milkman. I, I mean, it would probably be if I had to rate the ones in the bottom. Probably Milkman. You know, you want this then Foundation. Okay. So probably Milkman. I, I wouldn't be happy about it. And they probably would never return to get my opinion on something else. But uh, we couldn't do bottom shelf. We couldn't do which one I'd recommend no, from no, the bottom. No, be- because it's so much weirder to do the donate books. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like you're, you're, you know, in a cabin or something. Oh, hey, these, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are, I yeah. move Wasp Factory down to donate too. Oh, so I forgot about I yeah, forgot Wasp about that. Factory then. Wasp Factory? Wasp Factory. Because okay. okay. it's just weird. But it's a relatively quick read. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, Wasp Factory, then Milkman. Then. I, would, I would definitely just throw out Foundation because for all of its flaws and stupidity and just sheer nothingness it was at least an easy read and blood meridian's sure. not an easy read and beloved is sure as shit oh, not, a, not blood an meridian's easy an easy recommend if i'm going from your pile yeah Ugh, gross yeah. but you're not going from my pile. you're right you're going from so your pile. factory you're going from your pile um so, so i'm looking at our little sheet here yeah a lot of things have shifted around for both of us i feel like yeah. I've, I've shifted a little bit more than you have uh we we generally seem to have um have moved things down and not up. Um, I think you're probably more of an even split. Yeah, you moved. I think you moved five books. I moved seven. So right about. Yeah. And I only moved one book up. So that's that's kind of weird too. Yeah, I moved two up, two up, and five down. So, so do you feel any differently, like just about your ability to like talk about books, like? around other people now because oh I, absolutely i definitely f- feel like i've got a bit of a of an ego boost not not from like the podcast but like i have a confidence that i i've just been reading shit like sure yeah there's always the uh anytime someone mentions something you can always say oh that reminds me of this book that i read yes <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's fun getting to i mean beyond just enjoying a good read and talking about it and analyzing it it's it's fun to be able to kind of wield your big book brain occasionally you know (laughs) just to sort of wield that out if someone you know getting approached for an actual recommendation for something which has never no one has ever approached me in the history of my existence (laughs) on this planet for a book recommendation but i've probably had three or four in the you know since 2019 has started so it does it feels good to kind of have at least whether you perceive it or whether other people, you know, other people within our sort of social periphery that know this is something that we're doing. Right, right. You know, there's that perceived idea that, well, if you're spending all this time and energy to kind of do this, then perhaps you can save me the trouble on some things. And I, you know, that's, that's nice. It, it feels good to kind of be not an authority. God knows by, by no, no means we no, some no. sort of authority on what good fiction is, but just... You know, the idea of having such a back catalog and being able to elaborate maybe on why it'd be a recommendation beyond just, I read this book, it was fun. Well, let me tell you a little bit about this book, or if you want to, you know, hear some parts of the podcast, this was kind of the reasoning behind why I'd recommend it. These are kind of the hangups that I had maybe with it going in. So just kind of going, if if I was, if I could give advice to myself reading it now, this is kind of what I would say. And it's fun to kind of just like push, you know, someone on their little boat path down the river of whatever book you just recommended to them, which would be the Wasp Factory, I guess, if we're just going with ones that we donate, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. So one of the things that that I was concerned about when we started the podcast was um, just the 
the sheer amount of time that I perceived that I was going to have to put into reading, obviously, and then also planning for the podcast, which, spoiler, I really don't do much planning uh, for podcasts because, I, you know, I, I at least want most of my conversation to come out organically. I might make notes for characters or sure. certain certain plot points. Yeah, for those of you who had been listening to us for a while, I mean, understand there's there's this is pretty much stream of consciousness <laughs> podcasting. Yes, yes. You know, very few cuts or edits, and most of them are just quality of life stuff. If we have a dog barking in the background, yeah. or you know, somebody gets home, or we have to get up for something in particular. But most, right. you know, it's it's fun to just kind of sit down, and we have sort of a very very few outlines or, or points that we want to hit on but yeah just so kind of get into it so you know i was afraid when we started that i was i was going to struggle from like a time management perspective to complete books to you know plan our our stuff out which come to find out it wasn't really necessary anyway um i was pleasantly surprised that you know, obviously I'm taking big chunks of time out of, you know, either my weekend or evening. I actually read a lot in the mornings before work. Um, but I don't feel like I've lost any time anywhere else by reading all these books. And I wondered if, if you felt the the same way, um, that you felt like you had to carve off like a, a part of your time and that you're not doing something else that you would rather be doing. I am a pro at wasting time in the most ridiculous and pointless ways. So this has actually been incredibly beneficial for curbing that to some extent <laughs> instead of spending hours on YouTube looking at uh, antique tool restoration videos, which I do indulge in time to time, but those are mostly for bathroom sessions now. And uh, Fair yeah, enough. I reserve my reading now kind of in the evening. It's been great too. It's kind of a double-edged sword because instead of, you know, I'm a... I guess we're the the precursor to the millennial or the tail end, you know, beginning yeah. millennials. Yeah. So we still kind of have those uh, that reliance on technology for for entertainment or for sort of passing the time or otherwise. And I try to be pretty good about not indulging it. But I think having a set agenda now of reading regularly for the for the sake of the podcast has really helped with kind of curbing that and allowing me just sort of more time to be with my thoughts or be in a good book and you know I'm I it it hasn't really affected you know I haven't really had to give a lot of time outside of these normal instances where I would be doing something else and I just chose to read or if I have an audiobook version I'm instead of listening to music when I'm doing something I'm listening to the book you know it's yeah it's been it's been pretty easy. I think that that's been the astonishing thing to me is that I have not had to make like these time trade-offs. And you know, I I just if anybody listens to this podcast and think, you know, I I can't keep up with the pace of things. Well, we have some good news for you. We'll talk about that later. Uh, you know, but it it is really easier than you think to fit in a book in a couple weeks or a month or whatever. Um, and you know, I, I hear so many people talk about, um, you know, they just don't have time to read, right. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know what to read. And, you know, I, th- I think it's, it's really important to just focus on, you know, things that, that build you up intellectually, emotionally. And, you know, I think reading more than, than any other art form, is something that engages you as much as you engage with it, right? Like when when you go to an art 
uh, gallery or something, if if you if you enjoy looking at art, uh, you know whether it's it's a certain form or whatever. Um, my experience, and I know there there are people out there that that experience it differently. Um, you know, is is for the moment it's enjoyable. It's you know it's the experience you like, and then you typically walk away unless it's something maybe really specific, uh, a really important work of art, an artist that you really feel passionately about. It doesn't really stick with you. Um, you know, movies I think can be a little bit different. Uh, sometimes those, those can stick with you, but I think by and large, most movies are made to just be sort of enjoyable and then, you know, kind of be over. And I think that art is the, is the, or sorry, uh, writing and reading are, are really the, the one art form that I find transforms me intellectually. It opens me up to different perspectives. Um, and it, it's, it seems to stay longer than anything else that I, that I consume. Um, and I think the conversations around it, because it can be, uh, interpretive in, in a lot of ways, it's so interesting to engage like with you, even though we're, we're very similar people, we enjoy the same things. We've been friends for so long. We still have different perspectives. And sometimes you say something that I'm like, Oh shit, I never thought about this before. Yeah. And it, like that just doesn't happen in any other, any, any, any other form of art that I've ever encountered. And, you know, so I would just say that I have found the, the whole just act of reading to be so personally and intellectually beneficial and so much easier than I thought it would. Yeah. So I would encourage everybody to just, you know, if it's one more book, you know, taking a week less to, to read it, start it, you know, reading a month, one, one book a month is a reasonable thing to do. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, I, I don't know how I got on that diatribe, but, uh, reading good. Yeah. Reading good. That's, that's how we'll be caveman. We'll Me summarize. enunciate well, reading good, reading good. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the future? Is there anything else I want to talk about before we talk about? Okay. Uh, just the it's, way that that was. Yeah. The way that that was phrased. Not always eloquent. Me caveman. Me talk bad. Yeah. Reading good. Reading good. No, I, th- I think you hit on a lot of it. Just the, it was not as challenging or as daunting a task as uh, I thought I was getting myself into when we're just yeah, we'll do, we'll do it every two weeks. We'll do a book. And I'm just in my mind, I'm going, Oh my God, how are we going to read all these books this year? (laughs) Uh, but it was easy. Yeah. It was easy. Once you get, once you get into the habit of doing it a few times and it's just, just second nature. Yeah. So, and we've only begun to scratch the surface. It is true. I mean, 30 bucks. We, it's, it's, there's so much, that's that's the great thing about this, you know, just the idea of this continuing in perpetuity and who knows how long we do a podcast. But I think the idea of you and I just kind of occasionally at least reading in perpetuity is something that just seems so much easier now having done a year of it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So we're going to change the format of the podcast. Completely. Completely. It's going to be a math podcast. Yeah. We're getting rid of books. Uh, we're going to read math books only. We're just yes, going to sit. books. Yeah. We're going to sit and read math problems. We're starting with geometry, and yeah. then we're going to move into algebra in August. Yeah. So. Uh, no scratch paper. Yeah. Um, you have to imagine. Math. Yeah. All mental math. Chalkboard. We got to get that fancy chalk from Japan. Yeah. That all mathematicians love, according to one of my YouTube recommended videos. No, we're not going to be talking about math. We are going to be 
I think, uh, I think moving forward, it's going to allow kind of more discussion on yeah. books that maybe we haven't been able to give their due in the past, allow us to have a little bit more breathing room in between books to, to make sure that we're doing our best to, to get in there and to, to dissect and think about the things that we like. And most importantly to me, it, uh, it's going to open up the, uh, the books that we can actually read. Yes. One of the limitations that we've had this last year, because I've had several books that have really piqued my interest that I've wanted to address on the show, but with doing a show every two weeks, we're really kind of limited in the, the page count. I mean, page count right, became a really right. big thing about halfway through this last year. We're like, well, we should really be shooting for that like 350 or less page count because it gets really hard to 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 blow through a book unless you're kind of just dedicating a whole week to reading, you know, right. four or five hours a day to something. So Exactly. So well, the long and short of it is we're going to go to one episode a month. One episode a month. One book a month. With the caveat that some of our books, as we're reading it, you know, we've identified in the past, we've talked about how we could have a whole nother episode on some yep. books. So some months, and depending on the book, we will do exactly that. We'll go, we'll have a month where we do two episodes, but it will be one book. Right. Uh, when that is warranted. So I'm excited because there are several books that are sitting on my bottom shelf, which is where I keep like bigger books in my on my physical bookshelf of course because it looks i don't know i have bigger books than like medium books i don't yeah. actually like physically have the our bookshelf representation i may do that eventually when we yeah. have enough books just to fill up a bookshelf but there's so many that just keep poking out at me and i go sorry you're 500 pages we can't do you yep and now now we, we can. can now we can and it allows you know it allows potentially people that want to to want to read along with us it allows them a little bit more time to to get that done as well. And I think one of the things too, with now having a book out a month is that we can, instead of it being, you know, Oh, six weeks from now, here's the four books or three books that we're going to be doing. We could say, all right, here's our next three books. So you have three months if you're right. This book you're not into, but the next book, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a dive and we're going to have a couple episodes on it. Yep. You can get a head start on it and you have two months. You just have so much more time to, to give these, uh, give these books their due. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're hoping that we will get some additional participation on Twitter, um, at better bookshelf. Um, so that, you know, we can start to foster a conversation outside of just the two of us. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be, you know, able to, to have long extended conversations with you guys on Twitter. We, you know, do have day jobs and lives and, uh, stuff that we have to attend to, and which babies. makes us really shitty at social media. Yeah, you babies, not me. Yeah, or baby, baby, uh, single, yeah, baby. Um, so you know, we we want to be able to allow you guys enough time to to read a book, to think about it, to ask us questions before we even get to the episode, so that maybe in the future we can answer some of your more pointed questions about what we think about whatever it is, sure. or you know, a certain topic. So and there are some things, you know, even just as you mentioned earlier in our discussions, how similar we are at least with our interests and everything kind of surrounding us. Even we find oftentimes that there are things that we didn't think about or, or new sort of ways at looking at something. And I think that having people follow along and having their thoughts, you know, before we can actually get to, to episodes as things to talk about, you know, that just gives us more to even, digest or more to even think about right beyond our own kind of 
comprehension or our own thoughts on on things of that nature. And we're going to look for opportunities in the future to do more of the writer series interviews. Um, so obviously that comes with reading as well, because why the hell would we interview a writer sure. if we haven't read something by them? Yeah, I and I, I do like the idea of maybe even, you know, those sort of things. We, we haven't 100% figured that out, but outside of our normal reading schedule too, because we have more time. To exactly. So they would just exactly. be supplementary episodes instead of, uh, you know, like taking up a, a normal slot for something that we've agreed. We'd have a little right. bit more time for that. Um, and then, you know, we've, we've even batted around in the past, you know, ideas like um, leveraging, like say discord, which we use for gaming uh, to do sort of a live, like book chat with, you know, people who might be interested. So um, we're looking at, really just trying to be a little bit more um, friendly for our listeners to keep up with the Have pace. things paced out yeah. a little bit, and now we sort of open up that avenue of even larger books, Yeah, which is the big thing for me, because there's so many books that are that I just was not able to pick because I couldn't justify the, the amount of time that we would need to get into it and give it its due with the, the page count. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk next book. And so it's your pick. And, it is. And I you you told me before the show you've got a theme this year. I do for your book picks. So I'm going to pull back from from the theme um for for a couple probably episodes that, that I'll do. Um maybe because I, I still want to try to bring some really new fiction into the podcast. Okay. I may make recommendations outside of that based on, you know, I'm still going to be reading probably at the same pace that we have, but yeah. I'm reading world war two stuff and, uh, for your own, yeah, doing your I'm own doing reading research and yeah, all sorts of things. But there's also some other stuff that I have on my book list that isn't going to fit with this theme that I may bring to the podcast. Uh, if I think it's something really worth, worth going off the theme, but my theme for this next year is books that I'm embarrassed to say I haven't read. Um, and, you know, I think that there are a lot of books out there that people just assume that uh, that you've read for, for whatever reason, right? Uh, a lot of them, like, are required reading in high school uh, or college. Uh, some of them are just sort of cultural phenomenons, uh, like, say, Harry Potter, uh, where, you know, your, your average person... Um, probably knows what Harry Potter is. Sure. You know, certainly I think our generation highly likely that they grew up reading the books, right? Yes. Never read Harry Potter. Uh, so th that is how I'm going to be selecting my books. And okay. I am, I am going to be extremely diligent about trying to make sure that these are really genuinely books that I feel embarrassed that I haven't read. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with a writer that I've never read. Uh, a book that was assigned to me in school that I guess I either just took an F or like just fucked around through spark the... Spark notes it. I don't know what I... No, I did... I, cheated off your friends. I definitely didn't spark notes it because I, I sure own this book. I own this book. And I read the back cover when I decided what I was going to do and none of it. I had no idea any of this was yeah. about. I, I had no idea what this book was about. We're going to read... The Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, it's a good uh, pick. Have, have you read it? Yeah. Okay, but I'll do. I mean, it's been a while. It's been actually, it's been a year. Uh, really, it was a book that I read whenever we, whenever we were first starting this podcast. I think we both decided to kind of like 
either something we were currently reading or something we were picking up to read before yeah. we actually recorded to just spitball how we just just hey I read this book and this is these were my thoughts on it when we yeah. were thinking about um everything with the podcast but yeah absolutely I'll pick it up and read it again for sure yeah so that's gonna be it's gonna be pick number one um, okay and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay in the vein of like you know like 20th century uh literature or anything like that Harry Potter probably might actually happen uh for so, one of my picks because my wife loves it we have every freaking yeah. book and every collection type you can think of so this episode if you're listening to it it's already come out yeah but the the slaughterhouse five episode will be out on the third which is the first monday correct of june, of june. and i think that's the schedule we're going to try to do with our first monday being the new book and then if it requires an additional episode that would be the the third monday of every month yep don't think slaughterhouse five is going to need another episode i think we're going to be able to get through it and in one. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then that'll be our, our book for June. And yep. we, may, we may have something else spicy in June, but uh, as far as our actual reading, that'll be our first one. And then I haven't selected yet, but stay tuned on uh, on Twitter or on SoundCloud or wherever you follow us, uh, betterthebookshelf.com, anything yep. like that. Uh, probably this week we'll have the book for July up and that uh, if you want to get a an early start on that because I'm thinking something in my mind uh pretty pre- it'll be a fun it'll, it'll be, be a, a little bit of a substantial it's something I've wanted to read for like 7 months but okay. we just haven't been able to get into it and I'm still kind of like deciding if I want to just pull the trigger on it for the podcast this early or whatnot or maybe okay. hold on to it for a little bit but it it'll be a little bit substantial so Keep your eyes peeled for that. So we have yes. Slaughterhouse Five next by Kurt Vonnegut. Yep, that'll be coming out the third of, third June. of June, and then just look very soon for uh, our July book, and then we'll we'll maybe even have the August one out before the end of uh, June for you to to look forward to on that. So. Yeah. So hopefully, mine's going to be two episodes. I'm calling it now. July's going to July's going to go go ahead and just write it down. Two episodes on this book. Oh boy, I can't I can't wait. Uh, so that is, that is our big news monthly episodes. Uh, this has been our retrospective on the, on the first year of the better, the bookshelf podcast. Um, thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, you know, we, we didn't spend any time with that. We have an astounding number of people that actually do listen to our, our yeah. silly voices. You know, we just have, it's amazing. The, the sort of listenership all around the world that we get, it's, it's, it's confusing and, 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 and you know, startling and exciting at the same time. So if you have listened to us, you know, on multiple episodes, thank you so much. We would love to hear from anybody who's listened and uh, we hope you continue to listen and we're going to just continue to read and have a good, good old time with it and have fun and hopefully, you know, grow this into something interesting. So I agree. And I I have only one other goal for this year. And before we cut this episode, I want book cult t-shirts. Okay, easy. We need to make that happen. Yeah. And we need to make them cheap so that people can buy them. Sure. And we can have, like, official signage for our little book call. Uh, So that is our episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the last year. We look forward to many more in the future. And until next time.